Welcome, welcome, welcome to a new episode of Shit Black Girls Watch. I am your host, Mia Danae, alongside my best friend, Trish. And we are going to be talking about episodes six through 10 of Insecure. We know it's been a minute, y'all, but we're back. We're trying to be consistent. We love y'all and we appreciate y'all for holding us down during this long break. So we're starting off this episode with a question that was asked within Insecure. And that was when the ladies had their girls night. And one of the questions was, if you were to basically spend the rest of your life with the last person you slept with, would life be good? Would you be all right? Would you be happy? Uh, Okay. I'm going to say if I had to, no, I don't think I'd choose him though. Okay. If I, (laughs) in the beginning, I might have been happy, but as things progressed, I don't know that I'd choose him now. I don't know that I'd be happy because there's, he's got a lot of stuff he has to work through. Yeah. I think I would be content. I think your guy was pretty good. I would definitely be content, but I don't know if I would be fully happy the rest of my life because, you know, I just feel like I need someone that's a little bit more adventurous that wants to venture out a little bit more into the world. And yeah, so I feel like for a while it would be good, but I don't know if it would last. So I feel like between yours and mine, though, you've got the better, like you much much, much happier. (laughs) And I'd be getting some good dick. So yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, that was the problem. That was the only good part about it. Like, I mean, I would have been happy in that aspect, but everything else would have been just not kosher. All right, let's get into the actual episode. <laughs> Enough about us. I want to know, but you guys should ask yourself those questions though. Like, would right. you be happy <laughs> for the rest of your life? Or the so. person laying next to you. Ask yourself that. <laughs> <laughs> Are you happy with that? You gotta make sure. All right. So before we get into this episode where we're breaking down episodes six through ten, we want to acknowledge the brilliance of insecure and the NAACP Image Awards that they won a few weeks ago. So if you didn't know, Insecure got Outstanding Comedy Series. They were the winner for that category, which they were up against Blackish, The Upshaws, which I think are really great shows. Mm-hmm. On top of that, I'm so <laughs> excited. Issa also won Outstanding Actress in the Comedy Series, which is freaking amazing because she was up against Loretta Devine, Regina Hall, um, and Tracy Ellis Ross, along with Yvonne Orji. Outstanding. That's that's a difficult lineup. So hard. And all of these women were really funny in their shows. Like Loretta Devon and Family Reunion is hilarious. Regina Hall and Black Monday. Mm -hmm. She's been Regina Hall and Black Monday should have won to me, but I completely respect Issa getting it. Yeah. And I think it's also a thing of like, this is the last season. Mm -hmm. We need to give Issa her props. But just been deserved one. Yes. But also the fact that she's be- she beat Tracy Ellis Ross, who I feel mm-hmm. like has constantly got this award year after year, is also like an amazing accomplishment as well. Mm-hmm. Tracy Ellis Ross is kind of a golden child. So to be a golden child is pretty, pretty big deal. For sure. And then what was also like another cherry on top is for the Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series, our girl Natasha Rothwell won. If you don't know, it's Kelly. All I'm right, really happy man. for her. No, That's seriously. So exciting. And Kelly's hilarious. I would, I want her to do like not Abbott Elementary, but I want her to write her own show and just take off with that shit because she is fucking hilarious. Well, I'm really excited to see the shows that she's going to be because she is producing and writing a series. So oh, I'm excited to see what just, she's going to be doing. 
a full 30 minutes of her sense of humor nonstop. That would be amazing. <laughs> but I really do hope they bring her into Abbott Elementary because that would be fucking oh, hilarious. My, her along with the be- principal. You know Bro. what should happen? You know what, what should happen? There should be like opposing schools and she's the principal of the other school. That, like, would, that would, still be like would be like Anchorman hilarious. except just all black. That would be amazing. I want to see that show. Or I want to see Kelly on that show. Abbott Elementary is also great. So you guys should definitely watch that. For sure. All right, let's get into episode six, which is tired. Okay. I'm tired. All right. Okay. The further we got in the season, I found myself getting tired because goddamn, there's just <laughs> so much, so much coming at you at once. It kind of all blends together. So this is when Kofi and Issa have fallen out and Molly's mom is still in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We are coming back to Molly's mom is still in the hospital. Episode five, we found out that she, you know, had a heart attack. Mm-hmm. And so this episode is kind of when Molly and Torian, Molly and Torian start becoming a little bit more than co-workers. Oh, yay. I'm so excited to talk about this. This was my favorite thing of the season. But we also start this. Is this the one where she kicked the baby or she punted the baby? Girl, yes. That's like she the jumped first out of the baby. <laughs> yes. So if y'all don't remember, it's when Issa, we left off where Issa catches Condola and Lawrence in the hallway at the hospital and <laughs> she picks up that damn baby and she just shoots it into a basketball. But we got Issa doing a lot of... I guess, thinking about her position with Kofi in this episode, is this the episode where she like really mules that over and considers whether or not she was wrong in that situation? I think it might be part of it. Yeah. Mm, I can't remember. But we also see Lawrence's move back to LA, which is on Issa's mind as well, because she wasn't she stalking his Instagram or something. I think she was just seeing how he was doing because she saw them, you know, at the hospital. And to someone that's looking into the relationship, it might seem like they're doing well, mm-hmm. when in actuality, they were really having a really rough phase. So she's seeing them on like the calmer side of the rough phase, like they're coming out of it. So I think she was yeah. just curious. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't have anything to add on to that. <laughs> You're right. She was curious. One thing I will say about this episode, since I'm talking about like her kicking the baby and her having these visions of Condola and Lawrence, because this is also the episode where Condola, she keeps having these visions and Condola catches her and tells her they're engaged. And she's kind of projecting what she thinks that ideal relationship they have is. Mm-hmm. And we see her having these visions and we kind of talked about, you know, where that anxiety or where that like resentment comes from. And we were talking about how, like how much work Issa had put into Lawrence up until, you know, she cheated and how Condola kind of gets to reap the benefits of that work. Like who Lawrence is now is not who Issa had to deal with. And we were kind of talking about what that looked like or why Issa might have a right to feel a little bit of resentment about that. Yeah, that's like, yeah, I totally forgot we had that conversation mm-hmm. about, you know, other women kind of like seeking the benefits or the rewards of like mm-hmm. your work that you put in with a man. Right. But now that I look back at it, it's also like, did Condola really reap the benefits? Because she went through all of that, like, not trauma, but like drama with him when she was pregnant and then even post having the baby and he was a total dick. So I think she, he was a total dick actually. And we talked about that, like who we thought Lawrence was and who we actually ended up being for a while. But we know that's not like Lawrence's like full-blown character throughout this season or throughout the show. We know Mm -hmm. Lawrence is technically a good guy, even though he's doing fuck shit sometimes. So when I was thinking about like who he is, who he's become, where not to say that Issa put so much work into him and he didn't do anything on his own, like the tech stuff and like leveling up in his career, getting his shit together. It's just that Issa had him at such a different point in his life that to see him now with this kid and this woman and he has this like budding career and all this other stuff, it's kind of like, damn, 
I could see why she's paranoid about like what kind of life that she thinks they have versus the life that they actually might have, which is what we saw in episode five. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah. So, yeah. And I mean, I guess we can, that kind of moves us into when we're talking about Lawrence, who Lawrence is versus who he was. In episode seven, we actually see how Condola and Lawrence are co-parenting because this is the episode mm-hmm. where they have the girls night and Lawrence comes over, helps her fix the shelf, does his little choo-choo train. And they're in much better space at this point. I thought East was going to fuck us and put them back together. Thank Girl, goodness. I was stressed. <laughs> I was like, goodness. as soon as he was like staying and like folding yeah. the laundry with her, I was like, oh man, yeah. they're going to look into each other's eyes and fall in love Yeah, they're going to have sex right on top of this laundry. Right. Just like he fucked Tasha. And have another baby. And I then know. That's, it's going to be a wrap. I really thought that's where this was going, but I think they were just showing us like healthy co-parenting can exist. And I don't know that a lot of in black culture, I don't know that we get to see that very often. And just like we were talking about this earlier, just the conversation they had at that dining room table was the most like real and authentic conversation that I think we saw within this season, but also one of the top conversations within Mm -hmm. Insecure in general. And we were saying like this conversation between Condola and Lawrence, and then also the conversation that Lawrence and Issa had right before they finally started talking again was the most like real conversations we've seen in this series. Every now and again, the writing will get really, really authentic and it'll sound really genuine to an actual conversation that would be had. It almost feels like you're looking at a private moment that you shouldn't be seeing. And that's what I like about those really authentic conversations. Issa and Lawrence during that dinner was very private. And I felt like I was peeking in and Condola and Lawrence, when they were, you know, having that conversation about accountability and shit was really like, oh, this is some real shit. But even like authentic, I don't even feel like explains it as well Mm -hmm. as it could. Like, healthy relationships, relationships that, I mean, healthy conversations and conversations that allow you to like have closure, which, you know, Mm closure is a big thing for me, Mm -hmm. but I feel like we don't get to see that a lot on television between black people. And honestly, I don't know if a lot of us experience that in our regular lives in general. And so that's Mm -hmm. why I'm always like, love when we have those type of conversations within Insecure. Well, we said that, I don't know if these conversations would take place the way they do outside of Insecure, but we had talked about how you could tell that the men are written by women because they're much more emotionally intelligent than mm-hmm. most men I've dealt with in real life. Because <laughs> like Lawrence, Nathan, like everybody's kind of, you know, quite in touch with their feelings. Even Derek, they're able to articulate themselves and have a conversations in a way that feels like, oh, this is a rational man. But I don't think I'd be having these conversations outside. For sure. For sure. And I think even like when we see the men have conversations with the other men in the mm-hmm. show, like even those conversations, I mean, I don't know. A lot of men might probably do have like deep conversations with their mm-hmm. male friends, but I do know a lot of men that don't even have like best friends that are males to begin yeah. with. So it's like, how do you get to express yourself if you're not even like close to other people that you can really open up to? And right. so I think that's a really like nice thing to see. Like when Nathan's talking to his cousin, mm-hmm. Lawrence is talking to Tiffany's husband. Like yeah. they have people that will keep them in check and allow them to like have a safe space to be open themselves. Yeah. And I think that has helped because a woman was around. I don't yes. know. Let me not put no. that out there because a woman wrote the characters. So But there are a lot of men in the writer's rooms and Prentice Penny is also a showrunner. So, Mm -hmm. you know, there's male influences for sure. But you're you're absolutely right about like just when women write men characters, it feels different. It does. Yeah. Because this episode was also the girlfriend episode, which was my favorite episode of the whole season. I really loved how it was shot. This was directed by Amy Aniobi Mm -hmm. and it was written by Fran Richard, Issa Rae and Larry Wilmore. And 
I just love like the transition shot they had, like the rolling shot they had that was very like reminiscent of a different world. Mm -hmm. And then just the aspect of us getting to see the women on the patio and like smoking, which we really don't get to see Issa's balcony like that within the series. So Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed that in itself. And then also what really tied it in for me was like, they had this amazing day planned of things that they were going to do. The Mm -hmm. spa got canceled. But, and then Tiffany dropped them, dropped a big announcement on them. And instead of like allowing that to change the energy and the mood, they like mm-hmm. literally just had a girl's night in. And I feel like sometimes those are the best nights with your friends when it's Girl. like, y'all just be going with the flow. Y'all don't even have to go anywhere. Like we're just going to stay in, drink, have fun, mm-hmm. play some games. And it's such a memorable moment. So I really appreciate this episode the most. This was a good episode. I think we advocate for a lot of things on this show, but we definitely be going hard for Black men's mental health. And we definitely <laughs> go for, we go hard for Black female friendships. For sure. I was telling you, like, it's so nice to know that we're in a better place. And we get to see that throughout the show, Issa even being in a better place and everybody having, you know, their careers kind of set and having enough money to be supportive friends. Because, you know, when Tiffany dropped the news about Denver, everybody was kind of like that. Nothing's going to change. We're going to fly out to Denver. Like they're they're just Mm -hmm. so supportive of each other. And as they grow in like their own mental health journeys and wellness journeys or whatever, they're kind of growing into healthier relationships, which is crazy because like their communication's better, their support for one another is better. And they seem genuinely invested in like the other's growth. And I appreciate that. Yeah. And you know, what's nice this season also, I don't feel like there's a divide anymore where it's like just Issa and Molly and Tiffany and Kelly. Mm -hmm. Like this episode really felt, even though like we see the moments of like Tiffany and Kelly doing like their thing, blah, blah, blah. But it really felt like we finally get to see them as a Mm -hmm. whole group, like supporting each other. And even, oh my God, that beautiful moment where Tiffany was talking to Issa about like, just because it doesn't have to be the right decision. It just has to make sense to you. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I didn't expect to hear that from her. Not from Tiffany. Exactly. And so that's why I felt like just really full circle. I love that they gave us this before, you know, the season ended for good. Yeah. And I'm always down for a girl's night with them because, you know, Coachella, it's usually a good episode when the (laughs) gang's all there. (laughs) That was a good one. So then we got to what? Episode eight? Episode eight, choices. So this was an interesting one. This is where Issa is trying to figure out, does she go like corporate America route or does she stick with the culture and go mm-hmm. into business with Kofi, who's back with his fine ass. Fine ass. And <laughs> we were talking about that too. Man, ain't got no business. <laughs> no business being that fine. But um, yeah, so she's trying to figure out what she wants to do. And I often struggle with this shit myself. Like, you could stay in corporate America and you'll have security and you'll have like consistency and stability, mm-hmm. or you can go fuck with the shit that speaks to your soul and be happy, Yeah, but you might not be consistent and you might not be stable. And that's the risk, but like, what's the choice, you know, like, what do you do? Oh no. And I, I mean, I appreciated them like showing us what either choice could bring. Mm-hmm. And we'll also, they both oh, look okay. good too. They both look good. Like <laughs> I was kind of satisfied with either one. I wasn't satisfied that she was still, you know, like the apartment manager. Yeah. I feel like she could have upgraded from that. That's the but sacrifice. No, nah, no. Nah, <laughs> if her if her and um, Nathan are living together, she could afford not to be that damn apartment but manager. The way I would see it is this. Like, okay, you chase the, like you can go the corporate America route. You're going to blossom pretty quickly. There's mm-hmm. It's a ladder. You climb the ladder. With this route though, you go with the culture. It's going to take you a bit longer. So maybe we just didn't see far enough ahead to what the culture would bring her if she went with that choice. But seeing where she ended up, I can see why you might have some reservations about sticking with the culture. <laughs> 
I'm just saying, but I can understand that that might just take her a little bit longer. She doesn't have the backing of a major like corporation behind her anymore. She doesn't have the the travel card flying first class and shit. Like she doesn't have that. Facts. And I think it was really interesting. We were talking about earlier. We were like, did the block just blow up overnight? Overnight. Because I was also like, we did not see any of the backlash that happened from the first original block party and Mm -hmm. the so-called like fighting, the shooting, like. But I guess because it was such a success, none of that mattered. But I would have liked to have seen like if there was any like downfall, but I guess they answered it. Like there's no downfall because she's still like progressing and her business is like, you know, like now she has these people that want to do sponsorships with her. So I answered my own question. No, but that's fair. But these weren't the only things I guess going on in this episode. Like we have something that kind of like fucked with me a little bit when we have Molly handling like the estates of her parents. Cause now you're talking about like the mortality of your parents who we think are superhumans until Mm -hmm. some shit goes down and we realize, damn, they're not going to live forever. You know? So y'all got parents out there, make sure they got life insurance, make sure the wheels are done, all that shit. It's important. Make sure you have life insurance. (laughs) I mean, I have life insurance, but I do need to get another policy. But anyways, like just make sure your stuff is taken care of as well as your parents. And yeah. I know this can be a really difficult thing, which they present so well within the show, where sometimes you might have to bring a professional in. Because mm-hmm. even for me, like talking to my mom about money, like I've slowly, like we've slowly gotten to a point where I feel like my mom is a lot more comfortable letting me know about her finances. Mm-hmm. But before it was kind of just like, I had kind of had to just trust that she was doing what needed to be done. Not that my mom's never been good with money, but you know, when you like when you get older, you're also more knowledgeable and sometimes you have more knowledge than your parents. And so that's it's hard to bring that knowledge to someone that's like stuck in their ways and feels like they already know mm-hmm. how to navigate life. But I do encourage you guys to definitely start having these conversations. Me and my therapist encourage you guys to start having <laughs> these conversations and figuring out ways to like slowly talk about money with your peoples. Yeah. Let's get this on a more lighter note. <laughs> Do you want to move on to nine? Sure. We can move into nine because nine was heavy. And I was going to bring this up within episode eight about like when Issa was trying to decide the life that she wanted. Mm -hmm. And one of those situations, this nigga Lawrence was popping up. Yo, she saw Nathan at first and then her subconscious seeped in and it was Lawrence talking to her from the other room. Because it was like, if I had my ideal life, ideal, what's perfect with Lawrence. I would be with Lauren. See, the right decision ain't always the smartest decision. You got to do what's right for you. I don't even think it's about smartness. I think the when Tiffany was saying like the right decision doesn't, it basically doesn't make sense to other people. Exactly. You know, and that's when it's like, well, damn, do I want, sometimes people get in their heads, including me about like, dang, how does this look to other people? And at the yeah. end of the day, that shit shouldn't matter. It's like, how does this make me happy? How does this like progress my life? Like, is this really what I want? And I think that's what Issa was like really trying to figure out subconsciously. Mm-hmm. And then it all came to a head in episode nine. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't just on Issa's part because this is the episode where my guy Lawrence, who we've been talking about, didn't fight hard enough. We get two mm-hmm. great gems in this episode. We get Molly and Torian. I finally get to see how well they go together. And it's amazing. But we also get Lawrence who finally comes to realization like Issa's what he wants. I think... It took him long fuck enough. This was probably my favorite episode because 
we finally get a little bit of satisfaction that we want. Mm-hmm. It's finally like, all right, Issa and Lawrence have finally come to head. They're having this conversation. Issa's not going to fuck us and put Lawrence with Condola and put Issa with Nathan. <laughs> They're going to give us what we want. So I appreciated Lawrence finally speaking the fuck up because I feel like they were tiptoeing around it. They weren't having the conversation. They were avoiding each other. But now we finally get them back in love a little bit or we at least get Lawrence's submission of love. Yes. And I agree with you. Like, I feel like that's a common theme for Lawrence though, that he doesn't really fight. Mm-hmm. And I'm just glad that old boy put some sense in him because at the end of the day, I forget his friend's name. That is low key trash. The one that's always oh my like, God. The, that was he's like really pretentious. Yeah. Yes. He is a fighter. Cause when he fucked up with yeah. his fiance or whatever, he was like begging her for months to come back and he got her back. And Lawrence, what did Lawrence do? But you know what? It's interesting. Character development. We actually see Lawrence fight a lot this season. We see him fighting to like be in Jaws life. We see him like fighting for like that parental right. And then we finally see him step up and fight for Issa. Like, yo, like he was really about to fight Nathan for Issa. Not that that's what we like. I know like there's this romanticized like version of two men fighting for you and they really come to blows and it's like supposed to be like mad, like, I don't know, chivalric. But it's not like that shit was dramatic. And that really affected Nathan to the point where he was like, this shit is not healthy for me. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like this romanticized version. It was actually like really cringy and awkward to sit through, like the way they filmed it. I didn't feel like, yeah, this is like a rom-com. It felt really like, ooh, shit, girl. Yeah, and it, was really, it was so embarrassing to have <laughs> yes. it happen at, you know, the going away party. But In also, all people. yes, but also like, I'm really proud that Nathan put himself first and his mental first. Mm-hmm. And because Nathan to me has always been like such a like solid person in the sense of like when he's committed to something, he's committed. Like once mm-hmm. he even them just being friends for a full year before mm-hmm. they finally got together, like Nathan's been supportive of Issa since he's the loyal. day he met her. He's mad loyal. And so like for him to like put himself first, like really took a lot. And it was like, mm-hmm. unfortunately, it had to be that like breaking point of Lawrence coming up and being like basically like, I love you. But also I think Nathan in the back of his mind always knew that it was Lawrence. And I think that's why the decision was like a lot easier for him too. Like, yeah, he knew like eventually he was going to, he was going to have to step out. Like he was going to have to step away. That's going to hurt even more knowing that you have to step out of a person's life because somebody like either returned and replaced you or just completely replaced you. So that would have really fucked with his head. You're talking about somebody with an already, like they've got mental health issues already. So they need as much stability as possible. So Kudos to you, Nathan. Facts. All right. Should we talk about Molly and Torian a little bit before we hop into the finale? Yes. So I wanted this. I wanted, like, I love when my friends and me and Molly are clearly friends. When I had, (laughs) there's a guy I like for them and I like Torian for Molly. Like there was this moment and they took the edibles. So they Mm -hmm. got a little high and they was, (laughs) we're going to get to them eating and fucking in a little bit. But (laughs) when Dro came, that's the part where I was like, there was one scene where you could see all of Molly's growth in one scene, like Mm -hmm. her honesty, her like coping mechanisms. Cause Dro shows up with a new chick. He's got Mm -hmm. a divorce or whatever. And Molly's just kind of like talking to him and she was like, well, is everything good? But she's so detached from it. It's like, she's really just having a casual conversation. And then Torian walks up and fucking Molly explains like, oh, they had an open relationship. We used to fuck, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And Torian's like, y'all good though? And she's like, yeah. 
And then Joe kind of wanders off. And I was like, that was like a moment of closure for Molly where she was just like, this doesn't affect me at all. And I was really hesitant for a second when he popped up because I was like, oh shit, is Molly on backslide? Because she really like at one point wanted to be with this man. You know what I'm saying? Even though she was going through this whole open relationship thing, like Mm -hmm. I think she really saw herself being with him. And so I'm really proud of how far Molly's come. And I just appreciate Torian and his awkwardness. And <laughs> when, when you bought those edibles and they were like, oh, what's that? He was like, trash. It's trash. <laughs> Gotta throw this away. But then also when he was talking about the barbecue in the men's circle. Yes. He's like, oh, this got intense or something like that. <laughs> He's ridiculous. I think when you see Molly and Torian, Molly has so much like, I don't know if it's just passion or like anxiety. I resonate a lot with Molly as a person, like mm-hmm. whatever that is, even when she admitted to him in the closet about what her fears were in a relationship. Oh as my far gosh. As like, yes. Another real Ugh. conversation. That was so beautiful. But you have Torian who's this really balanced and like stable person. So Molly, like she has a way to channel all that energy and he's not like off put by it. Like her mm-hmm. intensity does not scare him. It does not, he's not off put by it. And I love that dynamic between them where it's like, he just offers her a space of complete acceptance. And that's all she's ever needed. Yeah. She doesn't need the judgment that she has had in these past seasons from all of you. <laughs> Everybody judged her so much season four. You're right. You rolled with Molly. Cause I was like, kick her ass to the curb. No. Issa, kick it to the curb. She's got some but... shit with her, man. I understand her. <laughs> and now look at her, look at the growth, look at their relationship. It's beautiful. That's what really happens in friendships and relationships because me and you have had moments. Yeah. Not as intense as Molly and no. Issa, but we've had some moments where we've had to like check each other and also yeah. like give each other space because yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have no flashbacks. <laughs> No, it's serious though, but that's how you know the people that are supposed to stick around. The people that are okay growing like with you and through you are the people that you should keep. Like you're one of the few people that has offered me space to grow and be Mm -hmm. myself, my complete self, all the selves that I have. And you know, sometimes I could be intense and you've never been off put by it. It's always just been like, well, that's just Trish. Or you'll like try to rationalize it or something. Like you offer me a space where you try to understand me. You don't just like judge me or decide you don't want to deal with it. And I think mm-hmm. that's what Torian offers Molly. And I, I just really love that for her. Awesome. Let's get into this final episode <laughs> because all of our dreams came true. Oh my oh God. My God. <laughs> that was so, so good. I watched it like four times. Girl, I watched it back to back. Like when it dropped, I was like, oh my God, I got to watch it again. It okay. First of all, can we talk about the one thing I feel like many people did not notice was when Issa yeah. was wearing the the wedding ring. You had to tell me because you were like, oh yeah, you don't remember her having the ring? Because I was like, I really wish, you know, Issa would have got married to Lawrence. And you were like, well, they was either married or engaged. I yes. did not see that. The very final scene when Issa was in the mirror, she had that band on the left hand. I was like, I don't even okay. know how you saw that. Yeah, because like, I feel like they were like, we're not going to explicitly no. tell them that they were married <laughs> like we did for Issa and Torian. But so, I was Molly happy. Oh, sorry, Molly and Torian. But yeah, because I went back and watched it. I was like, I'll be damned if Mia sure didn't spot a rock. (laughs) So this episode is birthdays, right? Yes, I loved how they did that as well. Sorry, continue. Oh, no, you're right. At first, I didn't like it because I felt like whiplash. I was like, we're jumping around so much. But the more I watched it, like by the third time, I was like, oh, this is actually pretty cute. (laughs) But yeah, everybody's birthday progresses the story in some way. And, you know, years are passing at this point. But they got to be what, mid-30s? Yeah, they're definitely, yeah. Because they when they started the series, I think they were like, 
Molly was like 31 or something. Yeah. So they're either mid or late thirties at this point. And, you know, we keep seeing everybody's birthday in progression, progression, progression. Uh, of course, Molly and Torian end up getting married. The wedding was beautiful. First of all, let's start there. Oh my gosh. But it wasn't it's, just, sorry. It's also what I imagine Issa's wedding kind of looked like. Kind of like her actual real life wedding. Yes, her actual real life wedding. Thing. Yes. <laughs> I was like, Issa, def- this is what her actual wedding was like. She's just showing us. <laughs> She's allowing us to see it because she did it in private. <laughs> Yeah, it was a beautiful wedding and nothing unexpected there. I mean, Molly's mom did did end up, you know, passing away, which is really fucked up. So we actually don't see Molly for a little bit. We The girls actually do go to Denver. Mm-hmm. Tiffany and Mitchie hate it. There's so much. We see Kelly is fucking having a baby after she, you know, I feel like they didn't give Kelly's character the time for growth that I would have liked they, for them to have given her. Like they just, they kind of rushed it in some episodes and then we went and see it for a while. And then she's at a completely different point. And I feel like yeah. the jumping around took away from it a little bit. I totally agree. Like her all of a sudden getting pregnant by James Bland. Yeah. That's the actor's real name. Oh, <laughs> I don't know his character name, but I was just like, okay, this is interesting. I don't think we ever heard about Kelly ever wanting to have kids. We knew she loved kids, but mm-hmm. okay, cool. I'll let Kelly have her moment. She's grown. Yeah. You know, she can change. Women can change their mind, period. I'm probably not, but they can. They I'm just talking about things yeah. in general. We can change our mind. We are allowed. But yeah, so I, I totally agree that that shit felt rushed. I really wish within the series in general, we would really would have got to see more of Kelly, mm-hmm. like dating men. I wish we would have got to see, uh, see a sex scene with Kelly. Like, let the big girls have some love. Like, why isn't Kelly getting dicked down? You know what I'm saying? So. And Kelly, I feel like Kelly stayed getting dicked down. She was always getting dick. dick, I we never it. saw it. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't see Kelly get any dick. We never saw Tiffany get dick either. I didn't want to see Tiffany get dick. I mean, I would like to see if it was pr- as prissy as I imagine it would be. Her and Derek <laughs> might be barking at each other or something. <laughs> and she's like, real. She's probably in a maid's outfit or something. Abs- or she's dressed like a little kitten. Yeah, they would do some stuff we would not expect. That's right. what their sex life is probably. <laughs> she might be like a milkmaiden and he'll be dressed like a cow. Milk me, mama. <laughs> okay. Okay. That went left. <laughs> That's how they got baby number two. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> Milk mama night. Okay. So there was a lot of good stuff in the season finale. Of course, Issa and Lawrence had the conversation. They got back together, which was nice to see. But the most beautiful moment was when Issa and Molly had that moment in the bathroom at, after the wedding and Molly's trying to pee and Issa unzips her dress for her. They have a moment and you're the one who told me it was unscripted. Yes, it was unscripted. So, and the only reason I know this is because I low-key stalked Yvonne Orgy (laughs) and she had posted a clip after the series had finally come to an end where basically I believe it was Prentice Penny told her to just speak from the heart because he directed Mm -hmm. this episode. And so, yeah, that whole scene was unscripted. And if you can't tell, I, in my mind, thought it was improvised because just the emotion that was coming from them, Mm -hmm. you could really tell that like, this was like a closing moment for them. Have to, these two women that went on this journey together to create mm-hmm. this amazing show and they didn't even know each other. You know what I'm saying? When this this show first started. And so just for them to be in this place, I just felt was like so beautiful to see. And like just the words that like Molly, Yvonne was saying was so authentic and real. And um you know, both of their lives were changed by this show and also mm-hmm. just Molly getting married in general. So mm-hmm. it was really nice to see. Yeah, that was a beautiful moment, man. And again, never too much about the importance of female friendships, but especially them, because we've seen them go through it and we've seen 
you know, how the relationship started. We watched them grow up a little bit together and to see them finally get to this point where they can show a genuine appreciation for each other and a genuine love for each other and open and just honest. And there's no agendas or trying to control anything. It's just them flowing as two best friends. Man, it was good to see. Like that was probably one of the best moments outside of like the whole Easton Lawrence actually being married. Like that was probably one of the best moments of the season to me. Facts. Facts. Oh, well, this is coming to a close just like Insecure did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we covered everything, man. Definitely covered everything. I'm really glad we did this. I know it's a long time coming, but I think our next one's going to be Euphoria, you guys. So we're going to do oh, Euphoria it has to, recap. It has to be Euphoria. It ha- if you guys have not, first of all, let me tell you what's coming next. We're, we're going to do Euphoria. So if you have not watched Euphoria, you need to go watch it, all the episodes, both seasons, and then come back because we all need to discuss Euphoria. We all need to. <laughs> how much I love Euphoria. <laughs> but make sure you guys tune in for our next episode. Episodes air on Fridays. So make sure you're tuning in and drop us a review and drop us some comments letting us know what uh, movies and TV shows we should be reviewing. And also follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Shit Black Girls Watch Pod. Until next time, love always. <laughs>